Hello and welcome to the Early Careers Insights podcast. This series focuses on the Solicitor Apprenticeship Programme. If you're listening for the first time, my name's Lizzie and I'm a third year Solicitor Apprentice. In episode four, we looked at three of the practice areas we have here at Mishcon. And in this episode, we'll take a look at three further practice areas. We'll find out about the private department, the employment department and the real estate department. So first of all then, to discuss the work of the private department, I'm joined by Al, an associate in the private commercial litigation team. And last year, I was in Al's team, and in my first year at Mishcon, I was in the immigration team, which is also in the private department. Al, please could you explain what the private department does? Yeah, sure. So the private department works primarily for high net worth individuals, covering a kind of breadth of expertise and areas of interest. There is the reputation management team who work on kind of media related issues and then also art law, which does contentious and non-contentious work. So contentious work is generally dispute based and the non-contentious work is more transactional. So that would be things like contracts. There's also the immigration team, which you were part of, and politics and law, which is a team which I am part of and has done. Lots of really interesting work in some of the cases that Mishcon's best known for. There's also a private tax team, private wealth disputes, which deals with issues with wills and things after people have died. Also the family team, which does things like divorce. And then there's also Mishcon Purpose, which is the firm's in-house ESG advice group. ESG stands for Environment Social Governance. And they also advise on purpose-related litigation. And that can be things like human rights issues or climate issues, which are becoming increasingly common at the moment. Yeah, the Michigan Purpose team is really interesting. And I remember I had the opportunity to work with them in the immigration team. So I worked on the climate migration project. And I know that now the team has been to COP26. And I think you were part of that as well, weren't you? Yeah, so the firm has partnered with an organisation called One Young World. And last year, we ran the Global Youth Climate Inquiry, which aimed to look at models of youth enfranchisement and basically kind of finding ways in which young people can be more engaged in climate change issues and what programmes internationally have worked. And so we went to COP26 with One Young World to present the findings of that report. And at the same time, the climate migration team were there interviewing people and they have their own podcast, which is very cool. And we've since expanded our relationship with One Young World. And we went to the summit in Manchester this year and held a workshop on climate migration, which was one of the big topics of the summit. So it was really interesting. That sounds great. And it's really beneficial to be able to work with so many different teams within private. And there's a lot of collaboration between all of the teams. Yeah, I think it's so true. An example, a great example of that is the politics and law team's collaboration with the immigration department. We started a judicial review in order to try and challenge the decision of the government in relation to the ARAP scheme, which is basically the scheme through which people who were fleeing Afghanistan could try and get visas. And we represented a number of Afghan judges who were trying to seek visas over here and challenging the government's decision not to grant those visas. Yeah, I remember I was involved in that as well as I actually transitioned from immigration to PCL at the time. And it was a great pro bono project to be involved in. 
one of the very rewarding types of cases that you often see in private. Yeah. You mentioned we work with high net worth clients. Could you just tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So high net worth clients, basically they're individuals who, and we can represent their business interests and their family interests, as well as the individuals themselves. So they're generally relatively wealthy individuals who come to us and they normally become clients of the firm and they want a kind of holistic approach to solving their problems. So for example, someone might come to us, an individual might come to us for tax advice. And during those conversations around that, he or she may then discuss an issue that their child is having at a school or that their business is having with another business. And they would then be referred on to another relevant team within private. So possibly the education team, or if it's a business dispute, then possibly onto my team, which is private commercial litigation. I really enjoyed the work that I did with the education group um, when I was in private commercial litigation. And I've also noted that I can work on those projects in the employment team. So again, I just love the way that a lot of the teams will collaborate with each other. What was the reason why you chose to go into private work? I really enjoy working with people. I find it sometimes a little bit more challenging because you have to deal with personalities rather than more people within a business. And the private clients generally feel very strongly about the issues that they bring to us. But personally, I enjoy the challenge that presents and find it much more rewarding to work with people on an individual basis than just becoming a part of a cog in a much bigger machine. I completely agree. And I found, especially in immigration, you work with such a wide range of people with such different backgrounds, especially as quite often you're doing visa applications from people moving to the UK. So their experiences are so varied and it's really interesting to get to know people that you're working for. Yeah. And the immigration team does lots of really interesting cases like the asylum cases and I guess what's nice about Mishcon's work is that it's not all high net worth individuals you get. And that's not to say that high net worth individuals can't also be asylum cases. It's just a very interesting variety of people that you end up helping. So you mentioned earlier the politics and law group that you're part of and some of the well-known cases. What's a case that stands out to you? So I think my standout matter, which I've worked on, was we advised the Jewish labour movement in relation to their submissions to the Equality and Human Rights Commission about the issue of anti-Semitism in the Labour Party. And it was a quite a protracted matter and there was a lot of often quite harrowing material. But ultimately, the EHRC found that the Labour Party had acted unlawfully in relation to anti-Semitism in the Labour Party. And Our clients were, I think, pleased to have finally got some recognition for what had been a pretty traumatic time for a huge group of people. So that was kind of, yeah, that was a great case for me. And I also, my first case when I qualified was the second of the Gina Miller judicial reviews. So that was the one which challenged the prorogation of parliament, which was quite a baptism of fire because it went straight to the Supreme Court. And so there was a lot of frantic bundling to be done, uh, but it was an amazing thing to be involved in. What an amazing first case to work on as a newly qualified solicitor. 
What's been your highlight so far? What's your favourite case? I think um, one of the cases I found really interesting was when I first started in private commercial litigation and it was an art law case where some very high value pieces of art had gone missing and then they popped up in another country and then I think they potentially went missing again. There was people who had invested in these pieces so there were several claims going on all at the same time. They had to be investigated for any damage in transit and things like that so it was a real sort of immersive experience into the different issues that can crop up in private. Well it's been great catching up with you Al and thank you for discussing the work that you've been doing in the private commercial litigation team. Thanks very much for having me. For the next part of this episode we're going to be discussing the work of the employment department. I'm joined by Jamie, an associate in the general employment team and I'm currently an apprentice in the employment team. Jamie, hi, could you start by telling us what kind of work the employment team does? Sure, thanks for having me Lizzie. So the employment team at Mishcon, it's a big team, there's about 50 of us, 50 fee earners, and we do all employment law, which basically covers acting for employers in all of their employment-related issues, so hiring employees, HR-related issues during employment, so disciplinaries, grievances, dismissals, whether those are amicable or contentious, and then all the litigation that could arise from that. So we do a lot of restrictive covenant disputes where employees might be stealing confidential information or joining competitors or poaching clients in breach of their contractual obligations. So we will advise employers on how to navigate all of that. And then your more kind of more traditional employment claims, so defending claims brought by employees relating to their dismissal or their treatment at work. And then on the other side, we act for employees on the same issues, but from the the employee perspective. So we'll be generally acting for kind of senior executives who are either experiencing those issues themselves or just want kind of general advice. We also act for partners, so LLP members. So employment law is kind of covers mainly employees, but you also have outside of that other types of employment status. So employees, workers, partners, shareholders. And then finally, we do corporate support. So we support the corporate team on their corporate transactions and we'll advise on all the HR related matters there. What type of sectors does the employment department work with? The employment team works in pretty much all sectors as the the law doesn't really differ from sector to sector. But we've got clients in fashion, beauty, retail. We do a lot of work in financial services. So we have for private equity firms, hedge funds, property investment funds. We have for recruitment companies who tend to have quite a lot of employment issues, lots of people moving from company to company. And we also do work within the education sector. So we act for a number of schools. We do internal investigations and we can be appointed to conduct privileged investigations in in whatever company, but that tends to happen quite a lot in education. That sounds really interesting and I'm really looking forward to continuing some work with the education group as I did some of that work in private commercial litigation. I've also already begun work with one of the high fashion brands and so it's just really exciting to see the client names as brands that you recognise. Could you tell us some of the standout cases that the employment team has worked on? So we've done some pretty high profile cases over the years. The one that was in the news relatively recently was involved Pimlico Plumbers. So we were acting for Pimlico Plumbers in a 10 year long battle through the courts to establish whether the plumbers were in fact self-employed 
for employment law purposes or whether they were actually employees. And the, the outcome of that essentially would determine whether Pimlico Plumbers, the employer, would have to pay holiday pay and give the plumbers employment rights. So that was in the news. And that, and that sort of came off the back of all the gig economy cases that you might have heard about. Do you remember Uber, Deliveroo, all of those gig economy companies had similar claims brought against them. So that, that was Pimlico Plumbers. We also did a, a high profile case a while ago against Clyde & Co., we acted for an LLP member, and that case became a leading case and established the position that an LLP member is a worker for the purposes of discrimination legislation, which means that LLP members can bring discrimination claims against the partnership, which up until that point was not known or established. It's amazing to hear how we could be involved in such profound changes that would help people's lives in this kind of way. So at times, the employment team will take a case to the employment tribunal. Could you just explain what the employment tribunal is, please? Yeah, sure. So the employment tribunal is a form of court and it's, you know, it's set by legislation and it's, it's meant to be a more streamlined, employee-friendly venue to bring a claim because, you know, as you may know, the high court is very tailored to lawyers and it's a, it's a difficult environment in which to bring a claim as someone who doesn't know anything about law. Whereas the employment tribunal is, is geared towards people who actually don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and so you can bring a claim unrepresented, and that happens a lot. But it follows essentially the same rules. It's just slightly more streamlined. I see. And, and how often would you be dealing with these types of cases? Do you go to court quite frequently? Yeah, we, we go to court frequently. Because of the way employment tribunals are set up, and they, they actually don't have any fees to bring a claim, it's very common for employees to just issue claims in the employment tribunal. And so when you're acting for the employer, claims will often be issued frequently. And so you will be dealing with live litigation. In terms of how often they end up actually going to all the way to court, we do it a lot. I mean, we're one of the top firms that do specifically employment litigation. And so we have clients coming to us specifically wanting us to either defend a claim or bring a claim on their behalf. So we see a lot a lot of these kind of claims, but they're still relatively rare. I mean, I've been to tribunal probably six times in the last six years for like full full hearings, yeah. Right, I see. And what was it that drew you to employment work? I think it's the, it's the balance between acting for individuals and getting that real human element and yet doing really interesting work. I, th I think employment law, it's very complicated and it's there's hard law behind it all and the, and the case law evolves almost every day. You have to really stay on top of it. It's, it's a very fluid area of law and, and it affects everybody. I mean, you, every single person has some kind of employment, whether they're self-employed or, or they're employed. You know, it's not like certain areas of law that are very niche. This covers everyone. Yeah, it's very relatable, isn't it? And mm. just from my brief time in the team so far, it is so technical and we have lots of group catch-ups to go over recent cases and updates and things like that to, to make sure we're all up to speed with everything. Thanks so much, Jamie, for talking about the work of the employment team. It's been great to learn more about it. My pleasure. For the final part of this episode, we'll look at the work of the real estate department. I'm joined by Ed, a second year solicitor apprentice, and Harriet, an associate in the real estate finance and tax team. Harriet, hi. Could you explain what the real estate department does? Yeah, of course. So our real estate department is fairly large and within the real estate department, there are various little teams that specialize on different things relating to real estate. 
But on the whole, it's all to do with obviously property. And our general real estate team, they mainly focus on buying and selling commercial property. So advising clients either on the buyer side or the seller side. And they work with clients from the outset of the transaction all the way through to completion of the sale of the property. So that's a very kind of basic commercial real estate role. We also have our resi team. So they focus on residential property. So the buying and selling of residential property. And then around those teams, we also have people that focus on construction. So specific elements around the development of a property and the construction of a property. We also have the planning team which focus on particular things around planning applications and what people can and can't do to properties and things like that. And one of the teams is real estate finance, which is where I sit. And what type of work do you do in your team? My team basically focuses on loan arrangements. So we advise clients who are borrowing or lending money. And often that relates to real estate, which is why we sit under the real estate umbrella. So clients, for example, if we're acting for a borrower client, they may be borrowing money to acquire a property or develop a property, and they need us to help advise them on their loan documents, which they're agreeing with the lender who will be represented by another council. In terms of what I do within the team, so if we're acting for a lender client, we will draft the loan documents for that client and then we'll negotiate them with the solicitors acting for the borrower and we'll agree the documents and once they're agreed we'll complete the transaction and the loan will be processed to the borrower. So that's a kind of very simple structure of the deal. Right I see. It sounds like there's quite a lot of varied work within the whole department so do you work with a wide range of clients? Yeah, we we work with a huge range of clients. So anything, for example, if we're helping, you know, I mentioned earlier, there's a resi team. So they may have a high net worth individual buying a residential property. And so we'll step in and if we're representing the buyer, assist that client on their loan documents. But then we'll also work very closely with the commercial team. So if it's a kind of larger loan because our client wants to develop maybe a hotel in London or a shopping center or a big logistics unit or something like that, we'll then work closely with our commercial team. So whilst we'll be negotiating the finance side and the loan documents, they'll be looking at the kind of property and the property due diligence and what are their kind of restrictions on the property and things like that. So we work really closely with them. And what can be really interesting about the work at Mishcon is often when we're advising borrower clients, they often have a kind of offshore company structure that sits behind them so they have various different companies that are located in different jurisdictions so they might be in the BVIs in Jersey in Luxembourg and because of that we need to then go off and instruct local council from each of those jurisdictions so it's quite good because then you work with a whole range of different people from across the globe which makes things really exciting and then you have to you know think about things like the time difference in different parts of the world when you're coming up to a deadline or a completion of a deal. That sounds like some really interesting work. What type of cases have stood out for you in your time in this team? It's a hard one. I mean I quite like the deals we do which involve a whole range of the teams not only within Mishcon Real Estate but within the, the firm in general. So for example if it's a kind of yeah like I mentioned earlier like a hotel financing and there was also as well as a refinancing the borrower also wanted to develop the hotel so we work closely with the construction team 
the kind of tax team because there are always tax implications. So it's ones that kind of bring in a load of different people from the firm. Often the deals I really like, so it's just a bit more interesting. You work with different people. I agree. I've really enjoyed it when I've sort of collaborated with completely different teams. Yeah, um, yeah. So, Wed, I know you're relatively new to this team, but what type of work will you be doing this year? So, yes, I'm still quite new to the team, but really enjoying it. And I think for the first few weeks, it has been mostly acquiring knowledge surrounding real estate and borrowers and lenders and the types of agreements that they enter into in a commercial space. And with regards to the types of work that I've been doing, it's been mostly to support the solicitors within the team. I really enjoy this, working with different people, working closely, working to deadlines. A lot of the work has been reviewing documents or preparing some drafts for the solicitors to then sort of mark up and annotate. And this is often then sent off to the clients. That sounds great. And I think it's really good to have lots of drafting experience to really get used to the tone and the style of writing legal documents and legal correspondence. Well, thank you so much, Harriet and Ed. It's been great to speak to you and to learn a little bit more about the real estate department. And thank you for listening to this podcast. And don't forget, we've got other podcasts in the series introducing you to the Solicitor Apprenticeship Programme. If you want to head to our website, we'll have more information on application dates for the apprenticeship, along with other information and frequently asked questions. 